Hey, this is Brian Jump. Welcome to the SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast. We go over actionable tips that have served my business well over the last 30 years, and hopefully they'll be beneficial to you too. Actually, I got a bell here. So, what's going on? How you been? Happy Monday. TGIM. Nope, we never hear that because, I don't know, some people are, you know, I'm thankful to wake up any day. When you get to your 50s, it's not like, oh man, another day. It's like, you know what? Every day is special. Think about it. You know what? There's no reason to bitch. There's no reason to moan. You know what? It's a gift. We should all be thankful. And I'm not going to preach. Papa don't preach, Madonna, 80s, but Papa thankful. Papa thankful to be waking up, reasonably good health, healthy family and friends. Oh man, that talk about being rich, that's rich. That is the richest of riches, man. Anyway, yeah, so weekend, good weekend. We, uh, we had a really cool Lamborghini Urus get dropped off, our second Urus I think that we worked on this year. Um, this dude takes it off road. This guy's crazy, but I mean, his name's Daniel. He's brought us several cars before. We we get some baller clients. They're fun, especially if they're fun when they're cool. And they're, and this guy, I mean, he's he's elite. This guy's got drivers and all kinds of stuff. I don't know his backstory. I hardly even see the dude, which is cool, you know. But I mean, his attitude's good. He's thankful. He doesn't question prices. He just fix it. He doesn't even ask me how much the price is, you know. I mean, I'll give him a quote because I mean that's just protocol. It's you know, you need to do that, but it's just like he trusts me and it's like I'm not going to take advantage. That's the kind of client I like. You know, it's somebody that wants quality and as long as the price is fair, do it, you know. Uh, so, yeah, the guy goes off-road. He was racing some Raptor or some buddies or something on some off-road thing. And it's not lifted, although I think it has, has adjustments where it can go higher or lower. It's got like four different... Uh, sport modes in it. The car is pretty sick. I mean, um, I'll post up a video. I mean, just when you hear the freaking exhaust, he's got a custom exhaust on it. It's a, I think it's a turbo V8 or supercharged V8. It's, it's, to me, it sounds better than the 12s. I mean, that motor in, in one of their sports cars, insane. And I think, and I'm not a big Lambo guy. I'm more of a, I'm definitely a big Porsche guy. So I could, I could quote you Porsche stuff ad nauseum, but but Lambos, I think every model is named after a, a type of bull. And I don't know if that, which I kind of like that idea. But, um, and I, I don't know if you saw the Lamborghini, uh, like the beginnings. It, it, I don't think it did much justice. Um, the story is actually cool how the dude went to Ferrari and all That's all true shit. But, but, um, but anyway, yeah, I don't know. I wasn't, whoever, it was really low budge. You could just tell. It wasn't. The director, the cinematography, it could have been way better, way more pretty, Italy, blah, blah, blah. And just kind of, kind of a flop in my mind. I, mean, I like Frank Grillo, dude, dude's a man, but, but uh, good actor and all that. But yeah, it just, but anywho, 
Um, I always seem to go sidebar, right? So, so anyway, it came in for uh, it had it had Matt PPF all over it, which the guy's smart. I mean, you know, you don't road race a, a, or off road race a three hundred thousand dollar car unless you got some. Uh, normally, you think you have some smart. So he he Matt PPF the whole thing, which is cool. It's glossy black underneath, but some damage. He doesn't, he doesn't even think it happened when he was off roading racing, but um, he thinks maybe it was just when it was parked, and he's probably right, just based upon how the damage looks, but. The passenger fender is pretty schwack. The, the wheel arch molding, which has, had been replaced with a carbon one. I think the company's called 1018 or something. They do custom stuff for Lambos. Um, so we, we're, we pulled that off from him. He's going to get a replacement. We could replace the fender. The fender is about 7 Gs. But um, I think I can save it. Plus, he's got a wholesale account with Newport, Lambo. And I think he, his price is 5 So he's like, yeah, if we got to replace it, no big thing. I'm like, yeah, of course, you know, 5 grand. Who cares? You know, that, that, that's probably not even his mortgage. You know, his mortgage is probably four times that or something. But assuming he even has a mortgage, maybe he just probably paid cash for whatever he's living. But anyway, um, it's just a whole nother world. That's a whole nother level. But um, but yeah, I'll let you guys know how this thing turns out. We'll do some vids. Um, it's very thin, pliable aluminum. So I don't know. I'm hoping it doesn't oil can. We're going to take some precautions. I kind of like the way it's been damaged, though. I think it's going to it's gonna provide rigidity. But there's still a little scratch in it. Um, I'm going to, what we could do is we could feather the scratch out and just burn it and make it flat though. And being aluminum, he doesn't care and he's going to, he's going to, but if he mats it, I think he'll still see if we don't have color on it. Cause the, 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 yeah, it will. Cause the mat doesn't have any tinting in it. So we'd have to blow some color on it. So he's going to need to paint it. That's what I was just thinking. I'm thinking out loud right now, but anywho. Yeah. Very cool. Other than that, not a whole lot of eye opening repairs this week. I mean, yeah, we did some cool repairs. Don't get me wrong, but but uh, nothing like, you know, cool shit like Chevelles or, you know, old classics or anything, any hypercars. He had a couple Alfa Romeos come in. Um, I don't know. It's kind of funny. The people who own Alfa, we, and I guess we had some Maseratis too, which is, I'm, I'm just looking right past those like they're nothing. But, but uh, it, it's funny. It really is. Um, how people, how they value certain cars. Like, like people with Maseratis and Alphas. I'll tell you right now, for those of you that don't don't work on those kind of cars, people generally don't put a lot of value on them. When I get those people, they're not like, oh, take care of my baby. Unless it's a classic Alpha, then it's a whole different thing. Or a classic Maserati, which you never, I never see them. And I love my favorite car probably in the world. If you had to say, hey, pick your number one, um, I mean, it's got to be right up there with Lamborghini Mura. Um, just badass. Unless you're talking like race cars, and then no, I'm, I'm going to go right to like Ferrari GTO or something, but... Um, some of the, maybe Porsche 917, but, but yeah, yeah. If anybody's selling on those on the cheap, just let me know. Um, but anywho, yeah, it's just kind of weird. The mindset, like we have this lady and this, this, we're going to talk a bit about pricing and some other things today. Um, but we have this lady with a Maserati Ghibli, which is kind of like their, you know, Ford focus or of the Maserati line, you know, it's 60,000 or it's probably 80 now, but, but it, it's real, you could really get, get into an Italian you know, sports car slash sedan for, for on the cheap. Um, and this lady sideswiped the whole side of the car. So it's PDR, it's push to paint, and then, you know, save the aluminum panels, save the wheel, and then paint it. She says, I'm going to sell it, you know, and get out of this thing. I hate this car. I'm going to get a different one. Okay, great. Um, and I think we were doing it for like 2500 bucks, which anybody who knows auto body, anybody who knows PDR knows that's freaking crumbs. But I just knew the type of dents. The dog leg wasn't that bad. The quarter pound was light. Corner of a bumper and then rear door just a little bit. 
you know, so 2,500 bucks, I know we could finish that thing. I could prep it and then hand it to my painter. He'll have it done in a day. So it's, it's a win for us. And I know she was at least three times that wherever else she went, right? Um, I mean, they would probably replace her quarter pound and the door. So right there, I mean, your Italian parts, it's, Maserati is the same as Ferrari. So she would have been, I, I think I'm light on seven. I'll bet you it's closer to 15 grand. So shocking thing, and the wheel was damaged too. So the shocking thing was to me, when she came in, there were some compound smudges. We, my guy washed it. We had a little bit of dieback where, where after you polish it, the fillers and the waxes sometimes fill up the scratches, but then the wash, if you use like a heavier detergent, brings it back out. So she saw like a little bit of some haziness, nothing really horrifically bad. It's not black. It was like pewter. And, and, and no, no congratulations or thank you. The panels fit well. The color's beautiful. You don't see any color shift. You know, the bar looks fantastic. Saw the little tiny haze in one little spot that, okay, you whip out a foam pad and 30 seconds it's gone. And then the wheel, it's, it's a polished wheel. So she saw a little bit on one of the lips where they didn't paint it. They just basically just, just blended in the clear and, and to the aluminum. So you saw a little transition in color. She didn't like that. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, I said, okay, you know, we'll fix the whole wheel. We'll, we'll paint the whole wheel. And I originally set it up for 125 to just do the lip. But I said, if I got to paint it, it's a two-tone wheel. I got I got a fine line, all that. I got to charge a little money. She's like, well, I, I, don't, I don't, don't agree. You quoted me a quote. You need to stick to it. And I'm thinking to myself, this lady's grinding me for an extra 150 bucks on her wheel when I saved her over 10 grand. Which, I don't know about you guys, you're probably probably younger than me and maybe you have a little more patience, but I get to a point where clients, if they're not like easygoing and willing to work with me, I'll do the job. And I, and I looked at her, I said, you know what, you're right. I'll take care of that for you. And I know it, I know it's your charge. But what I'm basically saying to her through my smiling teeth, we'll never do business again. And most of my clients, we all, honestly, we, we, I'd say we average two visits per client, you know, family, friends, whatever. It, sometimes, obviously some, a lot more, you know, thank God. Some, some men and women in the families and the households just are prone to touching things with their vehicle, which is great. So that'll be it. So lady, if you're listening to uh, this podcast episode, which uh, that's highly unlikely, this will be the first and last because you just need to be a human being and that's what it is. And I, I stuck by my guns. I'm not going to raise her price, but I also showed her a bunch of other stuff we did for free. Like the threshold inside the car was also damaged and we fixed that. And then I didn't even charge her for that. So yeah. Okay. Whatever. But anywho, um, a little notice guys, we're going to go a little bit shorter format, uh, for the, for the interim. Uh, in other words, instead of doing 30 minute, 20, 30, 40 minute pods. We're going to shorten them up to probably about 10 minutes, even though this one's already at 11. Um, because it's just, it's a lot of work for me. And, and I tell you right now, we just, we've been super busy. I may eventually go back to once a week. Um, we'll see how it goes. I'm trying to get some more interviews. I, I'd like to go once a week and just have like an interview and just some tech stuff or whatever. But uh, we're, we're approaching 900 episodes. Yes, 900 episodes. Let me take, ring the bell. I think we're at 897 right now. So... We got a pretty good catalog and we've covered a lot of content. So I think if I back it off to one a week, I think, I think that's okay. I think I've, I've earned that right. But anyway, knowing that, so today, how to be a PDR broker. Yes. How to make millions. Here's the blueprint. Uh, I'm not going to go super granular because like I said, I don't want this to be um, a half hour, 45 minute episode, but 
what is a broker? A broker is somebody who, they, they're a middleman. They're gonna take PDR techs and they're gonna place them in like, you know, like a headhunter for, for dent removal, usually for hail, okay? Uh, I mean, I'm sure you could be a broker for non-hail stuff, but typically, yeah, we do it for hail. So I, I've brokered some jobs before. Um, I've had people, hit, brokers hit me up asking me for tax. I mean, you name it. So they're out there. They typically do very well once they learn the scenario. There's not a ton of them. I've had former students become brokers and become very successful. You know, they learned the, the PDR stuff and they just went right to the top of the food chain and just said, you know, I could work or I could just have others work for me. Hmm. I, I like it. I think it's smart. You know, you, you're, it's called leverage. You know, if you know how to sell and you know how to make, make friends and make connections, why not? Why not? So why be a broker besides that? The pros. Well, money, right? There's a lot of money in it. Um, also time. You don't have to sit there grinding on hail cars for 10 to 14 hours a day like I did that one month, two summers ago at that Iowa dealer. Yeah, cleared six figures that month, but busted my ass. My, my body felt like I got ran over by a tractor. Um, but yeah, the cons, um, it, it does take time and it, sometimes it takes money depending upon how you're going to set it up. And then another con is you got to maintain your rep. If you look on some of the Facebook hail groups, you'll see some dudes that are going to throw shade at, at, at uh, brokers because they've, they've screwed over guys. Either not paid them or paid them slow or underpaid them, you know, lied to them. Um, it, anytime there's big money, there's snakes, right? There's, and that's in corporate, that's in you know, small business, you name it. Um, it's, it becomes shell games sometimes. So you just have to be really careful which side of the, the equation you're on, whether you're gonna be a, a PDR tech game brokered or you're gonna be the broker, you can still get screwed over. I, I think I talked about in the podcast uh, a couple episodes back where we were looking to play some guys out in Iowa because um, we have a, basically a, a location and I've got, I've got you know, free advertising through Google out there and my phone's been blowing up. I was getting, you know, like $100,000 a day in phone calls. I'm like, yeah, we, we need to put somebody out there. So I, I put up an ad. I had a couple of people reach out. Thank you very much. And then I had a dude who I didn't know reach out at all. And I said, hey, no worries. Just send me a video of a three-inch dent from start to completion. And then uh, and then if it looks good, we can we can further, talk further. And anybody that knows the game, if you're really into the game and you got experience, you know that's that's what should be done. I'm not going to take your rep. I'm not going to go look at reviews. It doesn't matter. That's just that's just freaking smoke and mirrors. Push a dent. Push a dent. Don't tell me anything else. Don't. The minute you open your mouth, and, and unless it's unless it's the word yes or okay, then you can't push a dent. That's that's my take on it. Because you're just you're immediately trying to trying to do a backstory or a backspin. Just back yourself into the shrubbery like like Peter Griffin does on Family Guy. Because there's no way that you can push push quality work. If you're going to give me some sort of story, you know, that's just, that might work for retail clients. It doesn't work for a retail PDR tech or, or a person like me. Mm -mm. No. So on that flip side, if you're wanting to go do hail, be willing to make, make a dent and video it showing that you're in it and all aspects, every angle with the light to not hide anything. Don't, don't push the car out in the sun or, you know, blah, 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 turn the light off. You know what I'm saying? Be truthful. And if it's got a little bit of flaw in it, that's fine. But if it's relatively clean, Otherwise, don't waste your time because anybody that knows PDR knows it well, a good broker is going to have you do that. You know what? The bullshit stops and, and then you'll be walking if, if you can't push. So uh, here's a quick story of a, of a very successful, and you can find them. You'll find them on LinkedIn if you really want to go find some of the big brokers. But uh, I came across this dude. He hit me up 
for text. They had a big storm in Germany, and this is maybe 10 years ago, and I did. I sent some guys to him. Um, he had some business at the Volkswagen factory, as well as a lot of body shops throughout Europe, like France and Germany, maybe Switzerland or something. And, and this dude turns out, I didn't know it. I mean, I didn't know him from Adam, and I forget the name of his company. It was like Dent Fix or something. And it turns out he's got a huge-ass house on Lake Como. And I don't know if you know where Lake Como is, but it's probably one of the most prized viewpoints in all of Europe, um, in Italy, of course. And he's an ex-accountant that was doing well, but then he figured out how to count dollars and looked at the PDR world, saw a gap, and he's like, I'm going to try to fill this gap. And has done very, very well. Um, so, and, and that's Europe, you know. I mean, the, the States, I, I think there's more opportunity here, honestly. Um, so between Europe, I don't think he brokers people over here, but definitely Europe and then a little bit of Australia. Um, so yeah, that was, that was very, very, uh, very interesting, you know. So, so anyway, so if you're going to be a uh, broker, how do you find techs? Well, first of all, you need a network. Second of all, the internet. And then, of course, you need to find good techs. You need to vet them. Okay, how much are you going to pay them? That's another question. A lot of guys are shrewd. The most profitable guys typically are shrewd and misers and bullshitters. They're kind of skanky. And they don't mind burning people because there's an endless amount of people, not just from the United States, it's an international game. Brazilians, Russians, you name it. They come here, they may not have a dollar to piss in. They'll do a hail car and work for $500 a day. And their work will be decent. $500 a day, guys. You could have yourself, you could put together one or two cars a day, and get paid 10 grand, eight grand, five grand, and pay the guy $500. Okay, now you know how that guy has a house on Lake Como, don't you? Craziness. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Mark Circus. I mean, I, I, I never met him. I just know that the, he was running a storm when we were out in Iowa, and I saw this sweatshop. <laughs> it's this huge-ass body shop that kind of served about four or five of the, of the local dealers. And those guys look like beat down dogs, man. And I talked to a couple of them. And, and he was cycling them in and out. These guys would, would drop and hit the floor and, and chastise. And they'd, get, get the job done. Otherwise, you're out of here. I got five guys to replace you with. And he did. And eventually, I think they ran out. And they kept coming over to us when we were working at our body shops. And we had a retail shop. Hey, you guys want to come over? And you know we got some spots open now. I'm like, no, thank you. No, thank you. We're doing just fine. You know, I don't, I don't need to sweat. So the question is on pricing. Do you want to be a shark or do you want to be a sweetheart? That, that's up to you. Finding the work. The trick to brokering is, is not to wait till the hail hits. The trick is, is to pre-sell prior. So go to the areas that get hit, create relationships, find your advantage, and lock down contracts, lock down service contracts with these people, or at least relationships. So when it does happen, you pick up the phone, or better yet, you fly out. You fly. I used to hire a guy named Jason. And I also fired Jason because he didn't do a very good job. But I hired him, and that was his job back in the late 90s, early 2000s, to fly around where I told him to go, where the hail was at, and lock down shit. Unfortunately, fat-ass Jason wasn't very good at locking shit down, except for a cheeseburger. So I locked him out. But that's another story for another time, kitties. Maybe by the fireside, you know, after the holidays. Um, network. Create your network. That's what it is. Your network is your net worth 100%. And don't forget, brokering is global. It's global, you know? So let's see, what else? Um, if you're going to be a tech, watch out because if you're being paid percentage, you need to see the actual ticket. And most guys won't show you the actual ticket, the actual what they got paid from the body shop, 
the dealership, the insurance, what the, the manufacturer, whatever. So the question is, how the hell are you going to know what you're going to get paid if, if these guys aren't going to show you the real amount? Yeah, dude, I'm paying you 30% of the ticket. Here's my handwritten ticket. Well, how do you know? You just got fucked, right? So you need to make sure you're going to find the true invoice. Otherwise, just work for a flat rate. That way, at least you're not going to get screwed. The 500 bucks, no, it's crumbs. I mean, most guys, you should be making at least four figures a day. If you're not making $1,000 a day, you're getting asked. I'll tell you right now. And $1,000 a day 10 years ago was light. Right now in 2023, oh my God, $1,500, $2,000 minimum for a guy I was going to try to place. So, so who needs brokers? Let's go through it. Dealers, manufacturers, body shops, and you could also do retail. There could be guys that, that need techs that are doing retail. Okay? If you're going to be a broker, that's the biggest money, by the way. Do your own retail shops. Okay, I, I talk about the Dent Masters guys who run about three to five sites annually, and they do between five and ten million. They kill it. Kill it. They have a system, and I've talked about it before. Um, they have requirements. They want good techs, but they pay. A lot of their guys are Brazilian, a lot of them are Russians. Want to know why? Because a lot of Americans won't work for $500 a day or $750 or whatever. And, you know, typically this, this is the, the cream of the crop for the hail brokering. Uh, scenario, but yeah, you'll need a little bit of money to start up a retail spot. You're not just going to roll in and get it rent free and have equipment in a tent or whatever else. You're going to have to, you know, pay some months in rent. You're going to have to scout it out. You got to travel, you know, so that's what it is. Um, but like I said, the trick is have relationships if you're going to be a broker. If you're going to be a PDR tech working for a broker, talk to other people, look at their rep. And if you don't know anybody and that's worked with them, don't unless you're completely desperate because you stand to get ripped off. It's just a lot of these guys, the guys who are making great, yeah, they pay, don't get me wrong, you can make tens of thousands of dollars, but you're gonna be working like a broke up dog. And if you have you have a brain and you can talk, why not do it on your own? You know, that's kind of the way I say it, but I mean, I, I might be coming from a different cloth. Anywho, that's it. That's it, 22 minutes in, I went a little over, but I appreciate you guys. Like I said, this week we'll do three episodes, in the next week or two, we'll probably back it off because we'll be over 900. And I think I've earned the right, damn it. So anyway, have yourself a great, great rest of Monday. We'll have another episode this Wednesday and then one more on Friday. And we'll catch you on the next SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast. Bye-bye for now.